Argyll of Nanagus. Part two. Now, having done all that, we now get to the main story about the children of Turin. Yes. Where preparations for Moitur is in the background. Yeah, yeah. And now comes this yeah. great tragedy. Yes. When Lou is on to his Merthman. way, I, I, I think, is he on his way back to Connacht after having... I think he's over, going over to Connacht yeah. to fight the, the, the uh, Fravara. Yeah. And he meets uh, the three sons of Kainte on the road. Mm. And, of course, one of those is Kian, his father. Mm. So he asks them for help. Um, and to kind of rouse the the rouse battalions from mm. other parts of Ireland get to help come and get places, help. Yeah. yeah, and so two of the brothers go off south, but Kean goes off. He goes north, north on north, his own, northeast. Yeah, exactly to to my worth of um, which is known to people who've read the Cuchulain yeah, story. Yeah, it's his, it's his where he comes from. Yeah, so it's around kind of Louth into Down, that, yeah, that, that northeastern area. This is quarter. this. Cahill has nothing to do with this. No, it's no. Not, it's nothing to do no. with his story. It's just but just in, in terms of, yeah, in terms of just finding it geographically, it's mm. that kind of northeastern part of the country. So you've got, you've now got the the, the protagonists and the antagonists beginning yeah. to appear. You've got the three sons of Concha. Yeah. And the three sons of Turin. Yes. And there is an implication, although it's never made explicit, but there's an implication that there's an ongoing feud between these two sets of three brothers. We certainly said they'd attack each other on sight. Exactly. And that, you know, um, if if they ever met, that they would fight. Mm. Um, and so when Kian sees the children of Turin uh, approaching... Thinks, Oops. Yeah, since he's on his own, he can't he take can't them on. can't fight them on together. Yeah, if he had his two brothers, then there'd be a fair fight, mm. no problem. You know, so there seems to be a pre-existing feud So he does here. a very surprising thing. He turns himself into a pig. Yes. <laughs> he goes, I don't like this. Boink. And he hides. The best place you could possibly hide as a pig, he hides in a herd of pigs. Exactly. Actually, yeah. it works the other way around. He turns, turns himself into a pig. Because those pigs around him. Yes. Now, why does he choose pigs? Well, you know, you could go, oh, mythical, magical swine herds and yeah, whatever. Carrie insists because they were there. And I, t I tend to agree. Yeah, I think in this case, that it's it not is. because of the sacred magic of yeah. pigs. Although they do all sorts of weird stuff yeah, in yeah. Irish stories, Welsh stories. Mm. You know, they're, they're really quite important. But um, it's like you're walking down the road and there's a flock of sheep. Yeah. So, oh, I'll turn myself into a sheep. Yes. I'm... I think it was just because <laughs> exactly. Were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he's noticed. Yes. He doesn't get away with it because Brian sees the oldest of the brothers, mm. sees uh, the oldest of the sons Son of Turin, Turin yeah. I should say, um, sees the warrior strike himself with a golden rod mm. and uh, turns himself into a pig. Yeah. Now, uh, he says, right, you see that? And his brothers go, no, they're all pigs. <laughs> yeah. His brothers, Jochar and Jochaba, just don't seem, they are what they are. Yeah. They're a couple of good, solid warriors yes. who can slaughter a host of people, yeah. but they have a, not another thought in their heads. Yeah, exactly. They, they don't have any other kind of And they skills. know it. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're straightforward about it. Brian is always trying to complicate things. He's a bit of everything, <laughs> yeah, isn't he? He's, yeah. a, he's uh, another one of the Lou-type, multi-ildonic-type heroes. Yeah, absolutely. Who'll turn his hand, he'll give anything a shot. He's also yeah. a chancer. Yeah. Uh, so he sort of he gets to his brothers, what, what, you can't see the difference yeah. between an ordinary and a magical pig? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Even uh, though, you know, he's effectively cheated because he saw uh, Keaton well, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and his brothers go, look, yeah. we just 
warriors. Yes. <laughs> you can't expect us to know everything. But they chase the pigs. Yeah. They can't kill them because they belong to the Dodonans. Yeah. And they'll get into trouble if they kill the pigs. Yes. That bothers them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. They do everything else. So Brian does the obvious thing. Yes. He turns his brothers into hounds. Exactly. And, you know, so then they can go and chase the pig. And uh, when they separate, mm. like a load of, I don't know, Pig, pig dogs. <laughs> they separate uh, sheep dogs. These yeah. pig dogs, yes. and they separate out the so-called druidical animal, the yeah. magical animal. Yeah. And uh, Brian does what he's going to do lots of times in the future. Yeah. He throws his spear at her. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Again, although it's Kian. Yes. The animal is described as her. Yes, and I think that that's perhaps just a literary convention at this point. You know, in the same way that you know. Envoys. Yeah, Envoy is also called female, but you know, men now call their cars by a female. So no anytime pronouns, anyone so turns into an animal, they immediately turn into a sheep. Yeah. Uh, well, once they catch the pig, the pig then does something equally surprising. Yeah. He says, oh, excuse don't me, kill don't me. kill me. <laughs> I'm not really a pig. It's a talking pig. Yeah. Brian goes, <laughs> Brian, sorry. Brian goes, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But the pig then requests that, well, if you're going to kill me, and I can see that's what you're going to do, mm. would you mind if I turn back into a person first? Yeah. And the moment uh, Yakovar and Yaka um go oh we're really sorry mm. um oh yeah really, that's fine yeah that's we'll, fine. We'll, 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 let you, of we'll let you go yeah but brian goes no 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 we're going to kill you anyway yeah and once um it's always brian isn't yeah it? He, yeah he's the know. fermenter but once in his own shape kim mm. thinks he's got them now yeah. because he says if you'd have killed me when i was a pig mm. you're Blood, on fine. A blood price would have just been the price of a pig. Yeah. But now I am a human again. And mm. what's more, I'm an important human. Yeah. Your honor price is going to be very high. Exactly. Don't you kill me. Yeah. Uh, um, Brian thinks about this and comes up with another strange uh, way of getting around it. Yeah. Well, he, he's kind of going, well, I'm just going to kill you no matter what. Mm -hmm. And Kean replies, yeah, but then your weapons will tell that they have killed me. And so you'll never get away with it. And so Brian then says, well, we won't use weapons. We'll put our swords down and just stone you to death. And they do. Yeah. So it's this awful kind of, you know, the part of the thing within the early Irish law was that, you know, the, the two worst crimes you could perpetrate were secret murder and kin slaying. Yeah. yeah. Now, this crime is described within the text. Uh, it's been translated as fratricide. Yeah. But it is a kin slaying. But on top of that, it's also a secret murder. And so a secret murder really... is something that's done either where there's no witnesses or and or where the crime is concealed mm. you so know. you know this sort of slaying it's a bit like the wild west mm. you mm. know if there was a gunfight in ok corral yeah. and everyone saw it yeah yeah somehow it's allowed exactly well it's it, because you know, you're not drew first yeah you're not you ashamed of it no. there are witnesses everyone knows that this is what happened well, and so there can be a consensus about the right was, and wrong you know that yeah. um yes well he shot first yeah and so and so did this and but a secret mm. A secret um, killing is yeah, a murder. Absolutely. And this is definitely a murder. Yeah, in so many ways. It's this interesting reference to the talking weapons, that your mm. weapons will tell the tale. Yeah. And this seems to turn up uh, in largely only in the Irish. Mm, mm. We checked this out before, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. We talked about this before with Orna, the sword that Elkema finds during the cast, the Battle of Maitura. But there, there's a couple of readings that you can put on it. You know, you could also say that, you know... Um, 
the evidence will be there. You know, his blood will be on their weapons, mm. therefore they killed him. They killed you know, him. it's a bit of the, the forensic evidence. So they but say, oh, we're not going to do that. It's the way that Brian says, okay, yeah. I'm going to get around this. Exactly. And it's a dishonourable killing. It's yeah. not even a killing with a sword. No. No, it's, it's not a warrior's a, death. It's no, just murder. It is. It is a horrible murder, yeah. and I think this is what causes all the trouble. Exactly. And it's interesting that then uh, this is shown. Even the Earth won't accept. Him. Yeah. They it refuses. They try and bury him six times. Yeah. And he pops up to the surface. Yeah. And it's only the like seventh time. Up. Yeah. It's only the seventh time that he stays buried. Yeah. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes and mm-hmm. trying to bury someone in a bog. <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't laugh. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. It, it's it's it is very very strange. But they mm. they really think they've got away with it. Yeah, yeah. And and this is sort of where the 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 wrongness is just compounded. Wrongness upon wrongness. Yeah. You know, it's it's doing it in secret. Trying it's hiding the evidence, and then it's not admitting to it when they're they're mm. asked directly. Yeah, we'll come know, to that. What we're yeah. coming to now. I mean, it, Lou. Meanwhile, mm. is rushing off to fight this fantastic battle. Yes, and in a way that the battle that follows is almost the battle of Moitura. Yeah, yeah. Although it is said he's still preparing for the battle. Yeah, but, but there I, is a major yeah. battle here. Yeah, but I I think that when they when they mention that he's going to be preparing for Moitura, I, I feel like that's almost a justification after the fact. You know, yeah. I think that Although, we can read this fighting here as part of It's part of the battle, the battle certainly. Yeah. So he goes, there's this wonderful journey, he goes via Keshkoran to the, the, the Favre camp. Yeah, which um, is, uh, yeah. In fact, you can sort of check, check this journey. Mm. He goes from Tara mm-hmm. westwards to the... To the um, Garak and Ilgar. That's right. Yeah. But then he goes on to Athlone. Yeah. Why you would go... <laughs> Well, I suppose you could go through Athlone. Mm. It's, a, bit it's, far it's a river crossing, though. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. And mm. then he comes up through Ross Common, yes. doesn't he? Yes, yeah. And then across Myerg, or yeah. that's sort of around this place. Mm-hmm. And then up to where I think might have been, it says Korshleve. Mm. Korshleve, yeah. Could which well could be either the be the Curlews or the Corries. Cor- yeah. Which, yeah. anyway, is just the mountains over just across the road into Ross Common. Yeah. Um, but it's possibly the Curlews, because there is the hint of a well of... In, yeah. in those hills yeah. it mentions not the well but it mentions mm. the name mm-hmm. and to the head of Shansleeve uh, yeah. now Keshkoran exactly yeah and uh, through the territories of uh, Corrin again of the bright face face and mm-hmm. then to what we know is over near Balasadere well what we think is it's called Mag Mornainach uh, which is the great plain of the assembly Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we did go checking in um, Hogan's on a Masticum just to see whether we could track down something particular. Um, what Hogan has said is that this is likely to be somewhere around Balasadere, mm. but I think that we're getting a little bit of circular reasoning here, that if he's come across it in this text and it's where the Favara are, then by comparing it with the other texts when we were talking about the journey of Maitura mm-hmm. and that it was near Balasadere that the Favara came to land, I think it's kind of a circular reasoning. So but we've no other place yeah, it can be. Yeah, no, no, we've no better candidate, let's say, for where it is, if indeed it matters in terms so, of Geography. Although in this text the places are all over the country mm. and they're sometimes in no great order, sometimes yeah. places seem to be chosen chosen from the sound of the name. Yeah. This journey is quite clear. Because yeah. I think it's... because Moitura and the place of Moitura is yeah. so well known exactly. that you can't shift it. Yeah, yeah. It has to be in the West. Mm. Mm. Uh but I love that the other really good bit is that only oh, turns up in this text is when they're on their way there, Bresh goes, Whoops, why is the sun rising in the West yes. this morning? 
That's amazing. Yeah. It rises in the east every other day. That's but, to, weird. but today it's rising in the west. Yeah. Pointing out that this is the radiance of Lou himself yes. arriving. So by this time, Lou is now seems to be connected with the sun. Yeah, the he's, he's, he's being turned into a sort of Apollo. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. Partly because of, it's explained that it's because of his wonderful helmet. Exactly, and that that shines with gold and, you know, But there is the still this constant. Mm. He really has become the, the Lord of Light. Yes, yeah. That he is, tends to be known as today. Yeah. Then we get this kind of interesting bit, which I think he's sort of pinched from the Dagda to a certain amount. Oh, yeah. He asked for all the milk cows of Ireland, the cows in milk. Yeah. Uh, but the Fofferers say that either milk or dry, uh, they won't get. He won't get a single one unless they choose to give him to them. Yeah. Give him them to him. Yes. And they've no intention of doing that. So there. Yes. Well, Lou, of course, has a way around this because he always does. Mm -hmm. He starts making spells. Yes. It just says he says a magic spell and that returns all of the milk cows to their households in Ireland. He leaves the dry cows. Yeah. Don't but he'll them. take them later. He yeah. says he'll take them later <laughs> once the fairy cavalcade yeah. arrives. Yes. But yeah, like you say, he seems to have stolen this a bit from the Dagda, the Dagda's journey after the battle in the 9th century text to go and rescue the Glasgowan. Which um, will release all the cows of Ireland. Exactly, and allow them to graze and then produce milk and so on. Mm -hmm. There's also, I think, an echo of the story told in the poems on Carmine Lade, where Lou tricks, uh, tricks Bresh by bringing false cows you know, and so there's this kind of trick that instead well, of, of the milk cows, they have these pretend cows. In that story, that results in the death of Bresh. Exactly, yeah. And this certainly happens just before the battle with Bresh. Exactly, Although yeah. Although he doesn't kill him, as we'll see. Yeah, but it's still, there's, there's echoes, but I think that it is definitely a case whereby, yeah, the Dagda's thunder has been Then stolen. you have this wonderful passage where he meets up with Bodag. Bodag says, where have you been? And mm. Lou says, well, I've been waiting for you, haven't I? <laughs> and then Lou puts his magic armour on, yeah. and they attack. Then you get this wonderful fight. Yes. Know? And they hack and slay and slay and hack. And yeah. then finally you get, then Lou beheld the battle pen where Bresh the son of Balor was. And he attacked it violently and powerfully. He fell to smiting these brave men with vigour until 200 warriors were slain by him alone of the bodyguard of the son of Balor and he a witness of it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and if you think back to the ninth century text mm. where they were trying to keep Lou out of the battle, yeah, they wouldn't let him in. Now, yeah. now Lou now he's is at the vanguard. He's yeah. doing everything single-handed. Exactly, two hundred at a slug, and he thought it yeah. not too not, many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're kind of getting into Miles Nagopoline territory here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, after that, Bresh, as in the 9th century tech, mm. bargains for his life. Yeah. But this time there's none of the tree marts. No, no. But there is, again... He gives a formulaic response, he does, doesn't he? does, yeah. He, uh, he gives as guarantors the sea and the land and the sun and the moon. Yeah. And this is, by this stage, has become a stock oath. You know, we did discuss this before because it comes into some of Lou's poetry in the ninth century tale, you know, that, that he swears by the radiance of the sun or by the light of the sun, the radiance of moon. Um, so this, you know, swearing by sea and land and so By all that is, really. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, it's become formulaic. But it's a powerful oath. Yes, yeah. But there is this memory that, you know, Bresh was cornered and he pleaded for his life mm -hmm. and he was spared. Mm -hmm. You know, that there is that kind of 
just an echo of it in this. And after that, Bresch and the remains of his people leave. Yeah. And that's all, you know, there's always a suggestion all the way through that mm. we're still waiting for the Battle yeah. of Waitara. But somehow this is Lou's battle happened. within this. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least all we're going to get in this yeah. text. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there is this feeling that, mm. you know, there are echoes of the Battle of Waitara, but yeah. they're Balor. Yeah. But as we said, Bresch seems to take Balor's place. Exactly, yeah. They seem to have swapped around in the ninth century text. Bresh is a king. Now, he's not king of the Vavara. He's a king of the two of the day. But he becomes and Balor, a disgraced, disgraced king. Yes. And, and then Balor is the battle captain. For Indaic. Yeah. But in this story, that's turned around. Balor has become the king and Bresh has become the battle captain. Yeah, yeah. So they've, they've swapped places in that sense, you know? Well... Um, whatever happens, Lou realizes that his father's not around. Yes, and he thinks well, again when they're when they're doing that naming and numbering that we came across in the Kath Megathurid text. You know when they have to name all the slain and number mm -hmm. them and all the rest of that. So I would assume that that has happened, mm. and Kian, Lou's father, doesn't appear in the lists, mm. and he's not been killed, but he's not there. Yeah. So he vows to find him, mm. and he returns with his uh, clan of Malalam, with yeah. his people, to where he last saw his father, where mm. he left him. Mm. And there, it's it's interesting because the earth itself tells yes. him what's happened. Yes. This is in the place where first Kian turned into a pig, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. And so the earth tells him what's happened to mm. Kian. And so uh, he goes and finds the place where he was killed yeah. and discovers the body in the vicious murder. Yeah, he digs the litter of wounds. Yeah, he digs up his dad, basically, <laughs> so that he can make sure that he's dead. And again, it's kind of like tracing the evidence. You know, I could, I, you could do a more prosaic version of this where, you know, he finds, you know, he follows these human footsteps and then suddenly all he can see are pig footsteps. So the earth has told him that his father oh, yes, into a pig. Story, you know, all yeah. that way. And then he finally tracks that to this grave and digs it up and there it says, father all mangled and oh woe and all the swearing yeah. vengeance and what have you. Yeah, and in fact he sort of speaks over his father mm. and uh, for instance part of it is, though he is in a dismantled place, great is the deed that here was done a fratricide upon the Tour de Dolan. Mm. The sons of Turin it was who committed the deed. I tell you in the interests of truth, I say to you it is not false news. It shall come against their sons and their male successors. Mm. So he really swears vengeance. Yeah. And at this point, he knows damn well who mm. did it, you know. So as we'll see, uh, there's all this kind of political dance around trying to get them to admit that they've done mm. it. But from this moment, oh, he knows. Lou knows yeah. exactly what's happened. Well, the Earth has told him. Exactly, and I, yeah. I like your yeah. idea of it being the forensic evidence. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's another way you to could, imagine No, it. I like that. So yeah. you could write it as a story. Yeah. It's just that in this particular version, magic is nothing. You yeah, know, you just, exactly. And you there is... magic wands, something. Yeah. Rather like a lot of the stories of the Welsh Mabinogion, yeah. which are, are approximately the same date. Exactly, yeah. Uh, there is an absolute acceptance yes. of magic. Yes, yeah. And of course... Being bound to take place yeah but of course in in at this period as well these stories they are now being seen as pseudo histories mm -hmm. you know they have been you have back in the days when magic was real yeah so it's it's okay that people were using magic we that, don't do it now of course exactly because now we're like now it. we're christians but in those days yeah in yeah. the days when they were pagans yeah oh they, they were doing this stuff into all the time. whenever they felt like yeah it. and there is in fact in this tale even though i've given a very prosaic kind of mm -hmm. telling of, of how the earth tells him but there is direct speech in in quotation marks and then the earth said <laughs> yeah so but, you know <laughs> it's much more fun to have a realistic story yeah. but nevertheless yeah you can't we're not avoiding the magic yes yeah, it is definitely in there yeah, yeah. no doubt whereas in the ninth century version mm. it's not no no it, it, it really isn't it there is the the metaphor 
metaphorical boasting yeah. and the bigging up of everything. Mm. But there is very little. The, mm. the direct magic, mm. if you like, is the magic of word exactly. and law. Exactly, yeah. And what you say makes it true. Yeah, and the, there's none of this running around and hitting people with magic wands and turning them well, into something else. You don't need a magic else. wand, you just need a word. Exactly. You just need the words of the poet. Mm. Mm. You know, the, 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 the satire or the praise yeah. poem is the magic yes whereas now they're stuck with little magic wands yes yes <laughs> it's 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 this is it's now we're different. into fairy tale magic yeah. at this point and yeah. i think you're right it's because this is the old pagan days yes which yeah. are great fun yeah but it's all right it's not now yeah we exactly. are, you know, we know we, we know how things we don't do things like that yeah exactly oh he names the hill after his oh father, yes of course i forgot yeah. that bit but then he goes back where the children of turin are already at tara mm. and he does something quite interesting he shakes the chain of attention yes now i'd love to know a little more about what this is yeah um this causes people to look at, listen to him and in fact yeah. he says who are you listening to and they go you, you. yeah <laughs> yeah and this chain of attention mm. according to Odafi is is glossed as and i found it elsewhere mm. as a branch that was shaken yes um to show that I presume the that poet someone was the about speaker to speak. was yeah. about to speak. Yeah. Now, interesting enough, the only other reference to this directly mm. is in my one of my favourite stories of mm. the time, Cormac's Cup. Yeah. Where Mananan again yes. brings uh, this wonderful branch mm. to Cormac because he can't get a word in it. Yes. <laughs> he wants to be a good king, but nobody's listening to yeah. him. Yeah. And so Mananan gives him this wonderful branch uh, from the la uh, land of apples, mm. which has, I think it's golden apples and silver leaves. Mm. And when he shakes this piece, everyone listens to him and yes. there was peace in his yeah. court yeah uh, but there's a suggestion that maybe this was if you like uh, you know the symbol that mm. somebody wanted to be heard yes but is this part of a literary exactly the, it, it could be Did very it actually exist or not it seems to me to be certainly a literary convention so in other you know, words once upon a time this is what was done exactly which yeah. could be because of the magic branch exactly yeah because Mananon gave Cormac the magic branch since then there has always been a magic branch at Tara but we don't do that anymore yeah exactly, exactly. it's different or maybe there mm. was still a, mm. a symbol exactly that to represent times. Yeah. It's, it's I'd love there to have been but there is no proof of it no no there? there's certainly no, nothing archaeological that we know of that would suggest it but it certainly is a literary convention mm. I would say at this time and as you rightly pointed out in the Cormac story it is Mananon who brings that mm. and of course in this you know all Lou's bling is, is belongs to Mananon. Oh everything yeah. comes from Mananon. All exactly. the magic yeah all the magic stuff yeah is, so far yes. has come from Mananon. Exactly. The stuff that Lou has and he arrives mm. with. But anyway he then gets all tricky because mm. he says um I asked this of your chiefs what vengeance would each one of you execute upon uh, those who might have killed a father, yeah. your father. So, like hypothetically speaking, hypothetically, if somebody to killed an example father, out of the air, what would you do? Exactly. Yeah. And they go, "Oh dear, I'd visit upon the person who would have killed my father." Says the king, "I'd say that a member should be torn from him each succeeding day until he would fall to pieces." Yeah. At least if it were in my power. <laughs> yeah. And everyone goes, "Oh yes, yeah. yes, oh, that's yeah. what I oh, do." Yeah, yeah. And the children of Turin agree. Yes, they're part they go, of the yes, rabble. Yes. Going, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. And uh, this Lou is, is really catching them now. Yeah, well, he's, he's, yeah, he's trying to catch them out verbally, you know. Because he suddenly points at them and goes, they are making this declaration, said mm -hmm. Lou, and they are the people who killed my father. Well, it's, it's, a, it, it's a little bit more roundabout. He goes, and what if, uh, the king says, well, you know, surely your father isn't dead. And he goes, oh, yes, he is. And what's more, the killers are in this room. Yeah. They are the first people. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that they're here and they've said 
that they would do the same. And Brian's brother, so we ought to confess. Exactly. Really. Yeah. It's now time. Come on, it's the game's up. The game's up. But, yeah. And Brian says, no, mm. no, we don't have to confess it. And yeah. He knows. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll get round it. He says. And he yeah. says, well, if we'd have done it, which yes. we didn't. Yeah. Exactly. Look, <laughs> we'll take well, the responsibility yeah. of paying the honor fine. Yeah. And that makes it okay. Yeah. Exactly. It's sort of like, well, you know, even though we didn't kill your dad, if it will make you feel better, we'll give you reparation. But actually, it makes it worse. Yeah. Of course, it does. It's a secret murder. Mm. It's kinslaying. Mm. And he's what's he gaining advantage? Because mm. he's having to pay the yeah. fine. Well, I think they're and not acknowledge the murder I know but you see I think that the, the the sequence is you know that when everyone says oh yeah I'd, I'd rip someone to shreds who killed my father even though that's completely beyond law but again when it's a hypothetical question of course you say oh I would absolutely I'd murder someone yeah and that's the who point that. Lou has said yeah that he won't kill them he'll yeah. ask for a fine exactly. he'll ask for an honor price yes yeah. and yet earlier on when the, the father turned yeah. up he just slaughtered them indiscriminately exactly yeah so he didn't obey the law so when he did think that he might not yeah, at this time. And I think they're right. <laughs> they're not going to admit it. They're going to offer to pay the, the, the Eric, the blood fine, because that can't be a death penalty. There was no death penalty in the old Irish law, yeah. essentially. I mean, there were very extreme cases. There are these heinous crimes of kinslaying, mm -hmm. you know, which this has been described as a secret no murder. But still, you know, the, the ideal is for a, a fine to be paid. Now, it's a hefty fine, but it's a fine. Mm -hmm. It's not execution. Because that would, if you, if you, execution would then lead to reparation. Exactly. Then you, you know, would lead to an feud. endless feud. Yeah, yeah because exactly. Because then if you killed, then we'd have to kill you yeah. and it would go on forever. Exactly. So there was sense to this. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of sense to it. But we've already seen that Lou doesn't actually hold to that. Yeah. And so in some ways, you know, Brian is right to be suspicious of Lou yeah. saying, if you confess, I promise I won't kill you. <laughs> I don't believe you. You know, and so they don't confess. They, they go, oh, well, you know, we'll yeah. pay the error. And they look at that they've got away with it mm. because Lou asked for three apples, a skin of a pig, a spear, two steeds, a chariot, seven pigs, uh, a pup, uh, you know, a puppy, a cooking spit and three shouts on a hill. And they breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Oh, Brian I thought you were going to ask us something goes, difficult. <laughs> and Brian says, oh, no, we would, we would not consider heavy 300,000 apples and the same number of skins of pigs and 100 spears and 100 steeds and 100 swine and 100 hounds and 100 cooking spits and 100 shots on a hill. Yeah. And he said, look, you can have all that. Yeah. And they're breathing, you can feel the breathing <laughs> yeah, yeah, a sigh of yeah. relief. <laughs> and guarantees are a given. Exactly, yeah. They, it's they, a contract. They make the deal, exactly. Stupid. I know because in an oral contract there's no <coughs> small print yeah you know but these have all been given in a general form and it's binding yeah yeah that's the point it exactly. is binding yeah until Lou gives the details yeah. and he says okay three apples Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting you ask for three apples in considering what happens later. Yeah. Three apples, they're the apples of the Garden of the Hesperides in the east of the world. These beautiful apples cure injury and illness, they're never consumed, and what's more, they can be weaponized. Yes. <laughs> if you throw them, they come back to you. Yeah. Boomerang, Boomerang apples. apples. <laughs> the second is the skin of a pig mm -hmm. owned by the King of Greece. It will cure and make whole the wounded and the infirm, however critical their, their condition. Mm. A bit like the it's a bit like the Golden Fleece, really. Isn't yes, it? yeah. Then there's the the poison spear owned by the King of Persia. Mm -hmm. uh, it must be kept cooling in a pot of water, otherwise it will set fire to everything. Yeah. 
then there's the chariot and the two horses they are two noble wonderful steeds which uh, Dover king of Sicily owns and sea and land are equally convenient to them if the steeds are killed they will revive as long as their bones are kept mm. that's another thing that's usually pigs that happens to yes yeah oh then there are seven pigs owned by the king of the golden pillars they may be killed every night found alive on the morrow and neither disease nor ill health will be on him who eats any of them mm -hmm. uh the puppy is owned by the king of uh that's right yeah. and this hound is the best in the world that's what mm. it said there's the cooking spit mm -hmm. is one of the is owned by the women of the island of Finchara. The three shouts are to be given upon the hill of Mithqueen. Now this is quite an interesting one in the mm. north of Lochlan. Mm. And it's said that Mithqueen and his children are solemnly enjoined not to permit shouts to be given on that mm. hill. Mm. Now Cian had his education there and uh, it says, and Lou is sure that they will take vengeance. Yes, that once they discover that it's the, the murderers of Cian on their hill, then that'll be the end of it. If, if, the, if all the other tasks haven't done them in by then, that one will, that one will definitely put the now, on it's it. quite an interesting selection of quests. Yes, really. yeah. Uh, there's such a strong classical influence. Oh, it's massive. You know, I mean, you feel almost somebody's been reading the um, Labors of Heracles. Yeah, or Heracles. Yeah, and that they're definitely somebody's going. Hang on, we want our own version of these. Absolutely. And you were saying to me that that text was available. Oh yeah, you know, we do have. I think Middle Irish. I wouldn't swear to the exact date, but there certainly are extant texts in Irish of uh, the labours of, of Heracles, of uh, I think the sum of the, the uh, conquest of Alexander. We definitely have, you know, the, the voyage of Ulysses. We even had a, a tale of Marco Polo um, mm -hmm. and his travels in, so in Irish. These, these by this period, these stories would be quite... They uh, would be definitely known to the literati, mm. you know, and to the composers of this tale unquestionably, you know. And in fact, this, this element of the story of these the quest a lot of it feels like almost being directly lifted yeah from i mean classical sources. jason the golden the pig is like a version of golden fleece yeah the, the garden of the, of the apples in the garden of hesperides that is i think that's direct that's directly from yeah, heracles yeah. Um, oh yeah there, there is no other mm, mm. and the golden uh, pillars we think might be like this king of the golden pillars might be related to the pillars of hercules or heracles yes which is again that was the edge of the known world exactly yeah. you could in fact there was said in, in renaissance renaissance story that on the pillars was written a yeah a, you know nothing past here yeah exactly here be dragons yeah well there's, there's nothing else that yeah past. <laughs> yeah oddly enough it's merely uh, almost that area around the brock of gibraltar yes. it almost becomes a sort of the gateway between the uh islamic mm. and the christian world yes and it's also a not at this point no but it's also but, a gateway well, between the close on the yeah, enclosed mediterranean sea and the vast and wild atlantic yeah you know uh yeah it's just it represents all sorts of things. exactly yeah um but these are just names mm. i mean the king tush the king of greece is mm. just a made up dover uh, yeah dover is a made up it kind of it just name. means water um the um, name of the king of persia yeah. just means persia well the, the, that's almost my favorite because he's called pishar which is almost an anagram of persia <laughs> they, the know. names are definitely made up yeah with yeah. as i say incredible their uh, references uh to uh, classical tasks. Yeah, so this, yeah. if you like, is becoming an Irish version of the labours of Heracles. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the cooking spit is interesting because mm. that one turns up... Yeah, um, it has a sort of a different resonance to we it. We might come back to that mm. when we come across, come to the task. Mm. But the shouts on the hill mm. is interesting. Yeah. There is, of course, a Welsh story of the, the Hill of Arbroath that mm. if you 
if you shouted on that hill mm. or that, that certainly um, you know, if you stood on that hill you'd see wonders oh yeah so they does after all that's where Puck first saw Rihanna yeah and then of course this connection to Cormac's cup mm. is definitely there yeah and after all Mona Lund's an exemplar of the fairy world in both stories yeah yeah well I don't think the sons of Turin are very happy are they <laughs> no in fact, it says they despair. Yeah. Now, Turin, their father, who's very upset, says, look, go and ask for a loan of Anvar. He yeah. won't give it to you. Mm. But if you ask him for a loan of Anvar and then you ask for something else, yes. he won't be able to say no. Exactly. So next, ask yeah. him for a loan of Manalan's boat. With the wave sweeper. Yeah. And he can't turn you down on that one. Mm. So he does exactly that, yeah. and of course he has. They have to have the boat. I yeah. don't think Lou will be very happy about that. No, but he seems to be under some sort of gesh. It does. He? It has the sort of the formula of a gesh about it. You know that he he can't give you the first request because Aenver is only on loan, and he can't make a loan of a loan. Mm -hmm. And it's this sort of exact formula, you know, for how it will go that mm -hmm. Turin suggests. It has that kind of shape of a gash about it. Well, they go and get the boat from the Brunaboyne. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ethna, that's mm. the sons of Turin's sister, is really upset. Yeah, she she kind of knows that this is this is a, a fatal task. Yeah. But there's this lovely incident though when uh brian first gets into the curragh into the boat and he goes oh really small in here there's only room for two yes three of us yeah and ethna goes <clears throat> it is not permitted to grumble about this boat <laughs> she starts evil is the deed that you have done ye party generous and fair the father of lou to kill i feel it sorely and they answer, oh, Ethna, say not that. Active is our cheerfulness, braver our deeds. We prefer to be killed a hundred times than to die the death of cowardly poltroons. <laughs> and she says, search ye lands and islands till ye reach the border of the Red Sea. You're banishing out of Ireland, alas, there is not a sadder deed. Mm. And I like that because it's almost like it becomes a verse story. Conversation. A, a yeah, conversation. Yeah. And I feel that the poetry in this, you can almost feel the story being t spoken, mm. although it's literary, mm. still being spoken, mm. but every so often it's little bits of it are set to music, yes. almost like a verse play. Yeah, exactly, or or like the kind of, so, some of the verse passages in Shakespeare, which... Mm -hmm. uh, oh, some of mentioned which, Indian theatre. Yeah, and in, in modern Indian yeah. theatre and, and in Indian film as well, they have this way where it's not exactly like our Western stage musicals, yeah. but they have the telling of the story, and then there's the set piece of song and dance, which is all also telling the story yeah, yeah you know so it's 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 more unified in some ways than than yeah, western musical i was thinking theater. more of the, the, the verse play as mm, well where mm. you suddenly you tell yes. this part of it as you get a part that can be told mm, mm. uh with two voices yes yeah then you can i almost hear the music of the harp coming mm. in behind these yes. little pieces of poetry yeah which are very much a part of the whole telling exactly they're not separate no and they're they're also of the, of a, the same period as the prose. They're linguistically the they're, same. They're linguistically the same. The, the form of the poetry is consistent with the early classical bardic poetry of this time. You know, it's not like the, the passages of poetry in the 9th century text, which are so much more dense and mm. difficult. You know, um, these are metrical, you know, they're, they're in the same period of language. Mm -hmm. They're not overly archaic, you know. They're no, and they make easily sense understood. In, in English translation. Exactly, yeah. Which even as we've seen in yeah. the others, if you translate them into English, it's they very still difficult. Yeah. Really don't make <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ogilvy Nagus, conversations about Irish mythology 
with the story archaeologists Chris Thompson and Isolde Carmody. For more information or to subscribe, please visit www.storyarchaeology.com. You can get in touch via email on the storyarchaeologists at gmail.com. <laughs>